Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Deadmansky. <laughs> and I'm Justin Daboo. And I'm Killin Cunningham. Thank you, whoever gave us all those names. Wait, yeah. do you have the name, April? Because you found it on pull, Twitter. I'll have to pull it up. But okay, we'll say you, it at the end. Thank you for the help. <laughs> yeah, because obviously we can't really uh, do the spooky name things ourselves. We are incapable of it. Oh, I got it. It's Steph K-L-O-K. Oh, well, thank you very thank much. You. Yeah, because I was born like that. No spooky names yeah, at birth. I'm, I'm too lazy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's still Shocktober, even though that you're Ooh, listening to this on November, uh, November 1st. 1st. My birthday. Is Happy it really? birthday. Yeah, November 1st. Oh, and you're playing uh, Parole Violators. Parole Violators. The Royal yeah, you know what? I'm going to promote that again at the end of the podcast. But if you are in Toronto and listening to this on November 1st, come to see Parole Violators, a great movie. I hope you're listening <laughs> to this podcast right when it drops because it's that day. It's, it's, <laughs> just drop whatever you're doing easy. and just go now. Yeah, go buy me a present and then come to the theater, the Royal <laughs> Cinema. Jump out yeah. of the window and land on the street. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, but what movies did we watch this week, April? So this week we decided to watch two different Frank Henenlotter movies. Uh, we watched Brain Damage first, and then we kind of went back to the original uh, hit, I guess, hit of his, um, Basket Case. It was supposedly a pretty big hit, considering that it spawned two sequels really yeah. many years after it came out. I could see that. And like the opening of the movie when we watched it, it was like from the Museum of Modern Art. Yeah, they remastered it just recently. They did a 4K restoration. Really? Yep. Because, uh, you know, it represents New York very well I guess in so. the early 80s. Boy, it does but it ever. We watched Brain Damage first, and you guys hadn't seen this one before, right? I haven't seen no. any of his movies. Oh, um, really? No. Not even Frankenhooker? No. Which had the VHS no. box, and if you touch it, it goes, want a date? That's what it's <laughs> most famous for, is that like a little button on the front. <laughs> Do you remember like VHSs that would have oh, yeah. like weird, like, oh, it's blood covered? Yeah, it would be like to kind of 3D print it, like vacuform, <laughs> yeah. and it oh, had like... Oh, Jack Frost, that's just like a fun snowman. Yeah. Oh, my God! When you turn to the side, yeah. and you turn to a scary snowman. I remember snowman. that, but with they're like buttons and noises and stuff. Yeah, there some were. of them. They're there, like gimmick ones. There was one called like Metamorphosis. It's like you would uh, hit it and it's like it would go Ooh, and like the <laughs> eyes would flash. The problem with that is that like in the video store, I'm sure the clerk is like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's people like, keep hitting this button. You probably just be kids all the time. Like, yeah. "Mommy, look!" There was yeah. a VHS of Dead Pit. You hit it as well. And I think its eyes lit up. So yeah, there were some gimmicks. They'd probably just like pull the battery out after yeah, a few seconds. It's like I don't want this oh, anymore. Oh no, it's broken. But yeah, so brain damage is the one that people remember because it's the turd or dick that gives um, drug juice into the protagonist's his brain. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like a little tentacle monster. Yeah, it's, it's like a talking penis tentacle. Yeah, a talking penis tentacle. A big bulging head. But it's really cute. cute. Yeah, yeah, he's got like this big kind of brain head mm-hmm. and then he's got these tiny little eyes. Aylmer is his name. Aylmer. You know, I, I always want to say Elmer. Yeah, and then but the guy gets corrected in the movie. Mm-hmm, he does. He's like, yeah. no, it's Aylmer. <laughs> Frank Hellenlotter knew that people would do that so he was like, I gotta, you know, set the record straight now. <laughs> well, we should talk a little bit about like Frank Hellenlotter for people that don't know who he is. Yeah, um, so I, like I heard of him as like a body horror kind of type uh, um, person, David right? Frank Hellenlotter. Yeah, and he's famous for prosthetics? No, he's been famous or for pop- basket case. Puppets? Uh, yeah. But do all his movies kind of have that kind of body horror like uh, I think that know, he's probably thing. most famous for the idea of like Grindhouse New York and portraying it on film in that like trilogy of basket case 
brain damage and Frankenhooker. Right. And what's interesting about him is that he's kind of like Neo Grindhouse. Because mm-hmm. while people may associate him with that kind of like 42nd Street and seediness, yeah. his films actually came out of a love for the movies he saw when he was younger. Okay. And so he caught it just on the tail end before right. it got like cleaned up and Disneyfied, as a lot of people like to call it. Right. Mm. And that's the reason that something like Basket Case would be kind of documented because, or by MoMA, because it does capture the city in that state. It definitely does, that whole feel. And like I was saying, watching this movie, or sorry, <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead to Brain Basket damage, Case. Yeah. But they yeah. both have those kind of like, that kind of New textured York, sti- uh, feel. Feels yeah. like gritty and Textured real. is right, because like when we were watching uh, uh, Basket Case, I was just like, all the doors mm. everywhere, all the hallways were so grimy, and all the doors looked like they'd been painted over like 15 times, you know, over the years. Or mm. the decades, and they were just like get thicker and thicker. And when you're talking about like that neo grindhouse, it's Frank Hanlotter and William Lustig that people always talk about. William Lustig having made having made um, Vigilante okay. and uh, Maniac and Maniac oh, Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And they both kind of worked in the same fields and actually kind of worked with the same producers. Uh, Brain Damage was produced by James Glickenhaus, the guy who did uh, Showdown, the movie with um, uh, uh, Robocop himself, Peter like, Weller. Peter Weller, yeah. And uh, Mr. Mustache. I don't know why I can't think of any names. <laughs> what uh, what's his Mus- name? Um, Tom Big Lebowski. Sal- Tom Sal- uh, Sam Elliott. Sal- Sam Elliott. Yeah, you haven't seen that movie where they play like um, two like two cops on different sides of the law what? that team up. Yeah. No? James Glickenhouse also did like The Exterminator. Okay, yeah. He directed. I've seen um, The Exterminator too. Jackie Chan's second um, uh, American film, The Protector. Oh, the Protector. The okay, one where yeah. Jackie Chan's like, uh, drop the fucking keys at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, so th- that was like a New York production company, and they funded Frank Heavenlotter's films uh, in I that like it. small period of time. I mean, Brain Damage is much slicker than Basket Case. It, yeah. it is, yeah. Not by, I mean, not by much. No, I was like, yeah. when, when you said that, I was expecting Basket Case to look a lot rougher than yeah. it, than it did, but it was actually pretty competent and clear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Basket uh, Case, well I think, is shot on sixteen, yeah. and Brain Damage is shot on thirty-five. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it does look different. Yeah, definitely. And I think like the level of like prosthetics and mm-hmm. like effects and stuff like there's yeah. a lot of like optical and, like, effects. The and, location are similar and where there's not a ton of lo- different locations in either movie. Yeah. Lots of cramped apartment hallways. A that lot are, of yeah. apartments. Yeah. Alleys. There's a lot of alleys and brain damage. They yeah. go to a restaurant once that weirdly has a brick wall inside. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, did they shoot this outside and dress it as a restaurant? Who knows? You're not no, going no. to the cool restaurant, April. <laughs> yeah. So brain damage is about um, a guy. I forget what his name is. Is it like Ben or something? Brian. Like, ben. Brian, Brian, yeah. yeah. Who was uh, one day wakes up with uh, this turd monster in his bed and it injects <laughs> yeah. drugs into the back of his neck and he kind of like hallucinates and the feeling's so good he needs more. But the uh, monster, to continue giving him more, needs brains needs to, to eat. eat. fresh brains, yeah. yeah. So it kind of opens up and what I, I really liked about it and I saw it in both of these movies is uh, the movie just opens. It's like the cold open. Yeah. Uh, it, it just gets going. Yep. There's, there's no build up it, or yeah, like, hey, here's the characters. Yeah, like we get no introduction to who he was before this happened. It, we just get the introduction. It's like this old couple in an apartment, and the and the mm-hmm. lady's bringing uh, a plate of cow brains or something mm-hmm. to whatever to the bathtub. Yeah, and then uh, they get to the bathtub. Whatever is like missing, and they start freaking out, and then yeah, eventually cuts back to them. And their mouths are foaming. Yeah you, know, yeah, you later on find out. I guess it's like a you know like junkies sort of mm. uh, you know getting they withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. 
They need their um, brain dick fix. Yeah. It's like a not very subtle drug metaphor. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, is it even a metaphor? No, because yeah. it is I mean, it literally fairly is literal. A, is a drug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can say what my favorite thing of brain damage is, is I love the hallucination effects. And I remember not liking it the first time I saw it because I was like, yeah. I want it to be crazier. Yeah. But I think it hits that perfect balance is that I always have a problem like when I would make movies and people would hallucinate is that like, when anything can happen, it's always disappointing when you can only do like little things yeah. when people are like, oh, it's crazy. But it just gets mm-hmm. that right feeling of like picking a visual idea. Like the first time the guy trips out, it's like his his room like oh. kind of fills with blue with liquid. I had, yeah. that, I had that start as my favorite thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> that's that really such cool. like a disturbing kind of like, you can imagine kind of like dreaming that. Yeah. And you don't know what the hell's going on. But then yeah. uh, uh, another thing is like he, in that same sequence, he kind of looks up at the uh, ceiling. Yes. And there's this like little ceiling kind of pot light. And mm-hmm. then he keeps looking back at it and it keeps changing every time into like this eyeball. And yeah. it's like really mm-hmm. gross looking. Or at one point is at a restaurant and like his plate has like oh, brain yeah. on oh, it. Yeah, and they're yeah. like breathing. They're like... His meatballs the, turn into brains. The talking meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he gross. covers it and then pulls it back and there's more brains There's on more. It. They're just worse. Like, it's blah, like blah. when he is like first getting the drug, it's mostly represented by colorful lights. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. done in like a very interesting way where I think by the time it's happening multiple times, you're like, you kind of just got to imagine what he's seeing. It's, I, like, yeah. it's like Midsummer. If yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Speaking like of it, Midsummer did like an, a more realistic. That was bang on. A more yeah. realistic thing. But like... This is like you're almost watching like an 80s music video. Well, it is cool. There was that whole scene he runs to the junkyard yeah. and, and he starts like freaking out like, wow. Lights. And then he, it cuts to his vision and it's just like lights shooting so, out of the car. Someone cars told me that if you smoke salvia, you do have that like, whoa, like like actual I've like heard visual that, yeah. crazy stuff. But everybody who I've heard actually done that is like, it's not fun. <laughs> No, no, I've it's seen so crazy. It's supposed to be scary. You can yeah. look up on YouTube, look at like Salvia freakouts, yes. and they no, are don't absolutely do that. insane. That sounds scary. Wait, have you seen the one of the guy? He's like sitting in a car, and like yeah. a cat jumps up, and he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and then it pans over to the cat. No, I've seen the one of the guy sitting on a couch, and then he freaks out, and then just smashes his room, like freaking yeah. out, and, rea- and then like ends up smashing through his window and falling out. Oh like, my god! Yeah, how does anybody take that? Some friends in college tried to like they took some, and then they tried to get my friend to like make a sandwich mm-hmm. and like he couldn't get like he couldn't do anything and it was so not fun that they're like we're not going to edit that footage <laughs> together <laughs> well the, also the thing about salvia is that it lasts what five minutes it doesn't last long it lasts like five yeah. minutes yeah oh, okay. but don't take it people no yeah and as um you know some parental <laughs> figures once told me don't take acid two days in a row it won't have the same impact <laughs> as as uh, uh Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> no, it was like adult grown-ups told me when i was growing up uh always drink your milk uh Go to school. Don't do drugs. <laughs> the only adult figure you had was Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And then it's like, you know, don't get embarrassed. If you fall, start breakdancing. Don't do don't do milk. <laughs> don't do milk. <laughs> it was like Mr. The, T had a very anti-milk bias. No, it was like the, uh, the SNL ones. They'd always do on oh, Mr. T. Like, don't okay. do milk. But uh, go, if the, go flip, to drugs. the flip side of the hallucinogenic nature of this drug is that when you don't take it, you start to trip out bad. So yeah. I think that was when he was seeing like the brains in his meatballs. Yes. And yeah. much later, he goes through severe withdrawal. Oh, There's that great scene. It he, was like, so gross. In, he like oh. reaches into his ear and he starts to pull his brains out. Oh, that and was then disgusting. it cuts to like his ear popping off and blood yeah. just shooting out. But he's out. pulling so much. It's like a clown. Oh. It, like imagine, you know, like the clown hanky yeah. that just keeps going. It's like that only it's disgusting brains. It kind and of he's like, like constantly hair. screaming every time. Oh. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> 
but you know we haven't really talked about i guess what's my favorite thing is um the well the monster itself we yeah, talked about how cute it looks but it has a very very interesting voice which i think changes the entire tone of the mm-hmm. movie it's like hello there brian it sounds like like a kindly like English professor yeah, or something. It's actually yeah. a, a pretty famous horror host who. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay, I can see uh, Yeah, and there was like a big controversy because he's not credited, and the reason why is because Frank Callenlauder uh, called them up and said, "Hey, how do you want your name spelled mm-hmm. on the credits?" And the horror host was like, "Oh, on my SAG card it says this," and Frank Callenlauder was like, "Ah, this is not a union film. Oh. We cannot oh, like shit. list you." <laughs> yeah, and like the unions, he said at that time, were, like very litigious, and that like oh. they would get like really badly find yeah yeah so the guy was like "Eh, just don't put my name then doesn't matter just and just tell people that like you did me right and that you can do a good imitation of me and uh yeah i mean his voice is like so friendly it's like it's great hey Hey, how's it going he like was like a tv horror host yeah horror host like yeah and stuff like that yeah i would like i would listen to him yeah come on he's like just put me on the back of your neck brian yeah just put me but the thing is like you don't see it coming when it starts talking (laughs) and it's like it's like 20 minutes into the movie i think and he's like hi brian yeah Yeah. his head like like, pops out he starts talking he's always moving from side to side yeah Yeah. give him life and his and his like mouth is perfectly synced with his dialogue. Yeah, yeah. but he has this little like even when they're like holding him, mm-hmm. his, his like tail's always wriggling, and it's yeah. really cool. It's very effective. Good uh, animatronics. Yes. Uh, yeah. Animatronics. Sometimes is a puppet, but uh, or stop motion. I wonder yeah. like if it was always the plan to have this person do the voice or if it was just decided after or later because if you think about imagine this movie with like a typical scary like mm-hmm. I'm a monster yeah of course <laughs> like, that's your particular scary <laughs> well imagine if, imagine if it was like Brad Dourif or something like, uh, yeah <laughs> like a Chucky style voice or something you wouldn't like listen that. if Brad Dourif says put me on the back of your neck I'm like no way yeah it, it totally changes the tone but that's what drugs are right is that like mm-hmm. it, it's oh, like so, so enticing yeah enticing even though you're looking at it and you're like this is yeah. Horrible looking, it's a disgusting, <laughs> yeah, blue, and he's, slimy. Yeah, thing. he kind of wakes up. He's got like blood on the back of his neck. He doesn't know why. <laughs> yeah, you don't. When I find blood in my underwear, I want to know where it came from. <laughs> yeah. And this like you know blue penis creatures yeah. tells me to put me you know on put him on the back of my neck. I'm What's like, interesting yeah. about both of these films is that it's like main protagonist kind of like trapped in this situation mm-hmm. and both of them end the same way which is not even them making a decision it's yeah, like yeah. outside forces that kind of or just outside situations that just put an end to it yeah the situation just escalates yeah. and they, and both they, of them like the creature and are helping the creature yeah. even though they don't really want to because the creature is killing people yeah, yeah. they, they know it's bad but they can't just stop that's the yeah. only downside I would say uh, <laughs> that's bad is like uh, in order for this creature to give him the drugs that he needs yeah. he needs to murder people he yeah. He needs, to, he needs to eat fresh brains. Well, so. the old couple kind of had a good good thing going where they were just well, feeding it animal brains. But Elmer was was really pissed off at that. That's yeah, because he's he like, you kept me weak. Yeah, well, I'm he, guessing that they had this thing for like 20 years or something. <laughs> Didn't yeah. you follow the long, uh, and Frank Hedlauder <laughs> has said this himself, Maltese falcon-like speech? Which where is the guy, bullshit. Yeah, he says, oh, he's been uh, yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the bullshit. <laughs> For Why is it bullshit? Because April? he's like, it's stupid first of all that a thing like this could be existing for what like th- what did he say like 500 years or something like that? Considering how knows. easily it's killed. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. And it clearly came from like 
it's an alien, but the old man never says alien. He's just like, it's been here forever. I like how he knows so much about these things, like very specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, this thing couldn't exist for, this penis monster Yeah, I think it's for 500 April, years. You're taking a lot of, um, it's like, April, you have something to tell us? Are Elmer's actually real? Wait a minute. I don't think so. It could be. Yeah. Uh, April, April, <laughs> April turns around. She has the one on the back of her neck. <laughs> That's like a pretty common like sci-fi trope, right? Is like slugs that either like go in your ear mm-hmm. or like are on your body somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of controlling you. I, I like this one though. It's very, uh, he's very convincing and enticing and it's just very calm. And, it's just, it's funny how the old couple want him back so bad. Well, they're like falling apart. Yeah, like, they yeah. kind of, they show up, you think they're dead because mm-hmm. the last time you see them, they've got all this foam shooting out of their mouths and you're like, okay, something's happened. Like mm. th- they're dead. And then they show up later in the movie, but they've clearly aged. So you've yeah. got all this like wrinkly old age makeup. So I mm-hmm. guess that's, the withdrawal from the drug. The makeup was great in this. Like even Brian was like, he yeah. looked like a freaking zombie. He was so white by the end of the movie. Yeah, everything it just oh, everything was so gross in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember we were eating. <laughs> you were, we were eating. We were eating dinner, of we were course. Eating dinner, dinner sausages. It. You're like, just disgusting. I mean, we should talk about probably the most famous scene in the movie, which is uh, a certain um, oh. sexual act. Well, not really, but it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. where um, our hero and ends up at a club club it's hell like, it's like this punk club yeah and then this punk woman uh like picks him up and takes him out to the back alleyway and she she's like gonna give him oral sex so she yeah. she's unzipping and i knew this was happening she's like unzipping his fly and then they have a her pov yeah and elmer's like Rah! just pops out towards no. camera uh, into and, her mouth and like you see it and it looks like a blowjob but like blood is coming out so he's like eating uh, her brain so I have disgusting. a memory of it going through her head and like coming out the other side no, but it doesn't no, in the movie it doesn't it's another movie because like it, it he pulls out and it just like pulls out all of her brains brain. with yeah. it oh, <laughs> so and a similar thing happens later with his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend where he's kissing and he's Elmer is somehow in his mouth yes that's a very funny way Elmer is suddenly animated yeah, and small like he can't <laughs> Was he in his throat? Uh, who knows? I guess so. Yeah, you're, you're looking for logic <laughs> is logic, um, yeah. a um, fruitless search. Yeah, he yeah, kind of like uh, you know he does have a girlfriend throughout this movie and his brother who he uh, lives with. I guess yeah. it's like his roommate as well. His, uh, so. The David Dakota extra who's always in his underwear. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so he he kind of like uh, fucks off Brian. He's sort of getting you know more into this thing and disappears and he's killing more and more people. And then the girlfriend is getting more concerned. And then the brother is like making the moves on the girlfriend. Oh, classic just, brother moves. They have sex and he, they have sex. Brian's and then Brian just, comes, just lets he it walks in on them, and then the the girlfriend's like, you know, oh, it's not what it looks like. And the brother, <laughs> and the brother says, well, you couldn't have just left and not expected something to happen. <laughs> but it's like it annoyed me that like that's towards the end of the movie, and Brian basically tells them what's going on. He doesn't say I have an alien slug on my f- body, but he <laughs> says like. I, this gets me high and it's going to kill someone and I don't want you around or if it's going to be you and it's like they didn't even hear him they're just like just tell us what's happening they've been saying <laughs> that the whole movie so then she goes and finds him and she gets killed it's her own fault mm-hmm. wow kind of. victim blaming April Sorry, yeah. I don't mean to but if someone says 
don't be back here. Don't be around me or you're going to get killed. Yeah. Maybe you should go away and call the cops or something. <laughs> April, April. Did you what, did you get um, taken in by the logic police this week? Yeah, I, guess, I guess so. I did enjoy Listen, this if I movie. tell you that I, there's a monster, you better not be back because if that monster kills you, it's your fault. It, it's your own fault. <laughs> oh, man, we're to come in and like Colin's dead and April was a werewolf and she's like, I warned him. I told him I was a werewolf. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, does it make any sense yeah. <laughs> really it's a metaphor for abusive relationships and how women always go back to them it's kind of a good scene where they they meet up on the subway he gets on the subway the girlfriend like chases after him mm. uh and then we get a cameo i hadn't seen uh basket case yet so i but i just assumed it's yeah. like the guy from basket case is sitting right across guy carrying in a big basket a gigantic me. basket and i said hey. and a giant mullet Oh yeah, yeah. right. So we'll talk about here. in a second. What was your favorite part, Colin? Uh, I've got to say, I, I liked the. Well, you took mine. Which, I know. Which was I the, stole it. From the you. visions, but I did like the uh, the first scene when he when he runs to the junkyard, mm. and I'm like, God, I hope they're not because they just hold on him for a while as he's freaking out. Yeah, and he's seeing something. I'm thinking, I hope they don't. This isn't how they portray this, you know, drug. It's he's just, just in a junkyard. Just hold on him, and he's just staring at things off screen. But they actually show his POV, and it's really cool. And he's running around, and there's opticals. Like freaking out. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, it's a good thing. There's lots of good, effective uh, uh, opticals and prosthetics. I remember uh, being a kid and reading on the internet people making fun of how people die in this movie, which mm-hmm. is Almer like grabs her forehead, and then the actor's like, oh! it is, it and is they call silly. it like rhino kills. Yeah, it's <laughs> because they look like rhinoceros. Yeah, but... no, I find it's kind of disturbing. The idea of like having that thing on your head and they're always grabbing it to pull it off. They yeah, can never they quite can. do it. Where they yeah. cut away and then they cut back and he's deeper inside their yeah. head. Like it gets shorter and it's mm-hmm. just ugh, very, it's really very gross. effective makeup and prosthetics. And also, how about when Elmer opens his mouth and reveals millions of teeth? Oh, yeah. And little right. tentacles inside. Yeah, and this big needle comes, comes out, out yeah. and like puts the liquid. I guess the idea is that Elmer is kind of invincible until he's doing that action. Right. Because that's when he gets killed and squeezed. Yeah, which is really gross. So yeah, the the old people want him back and then there's like this big kerfuffle and then uh, Brian uh, is getting injected by Mm -hmm. Elmer and then the old man grabs Elmer and squeezes him. And then his eyes are like popping out. Like a cartoon. Yeah. He's all the blue uh, acid juice. It just squirts all over Brian's into brain. Into Brian's brain. And then Almer supposedly is dead. There was no brain damage to as far as yeah, we know. But then so, no. Brian, Brian's head starts like bulging. He's got this yeah. big gross that thing. That looks so cool. It was like a giant zit on like his forehead. Like a bladder effect. That's yeah. like shooting liquid out of it too. And then he runs up to his uh, apartment. The brother opens the door and he's got this big like pulsating like thing on his head and then that grows another pulsating thing <laughs> his brother the... seems very non-pulsed about it all yeah, yeah. he's, like, he's exactly. not worried at all he's you like non- is your girlfriend there <laughs> non-pulsed non-pulsed non- what did non- I say non-pulsed I made up a word plus. no because <laughs> he had a pulsating thing oh uh, yeah better. that's what I meant wink <laughs> but then like what does he do does he hit his head with a hammer I forget no he no, shoots he gets himself a gun. oh he shoots himself right yeah. but that doesn't kill him that just opens an electrical portal which is great this is okay I want to change my favorite thing yeah this, this is, is the, the, end, the final frame of the movie it's like everyone bursts into the room and he's, he's like this big chunk of his head is blown off and this big god ray is shooting out of his light, brain light is coming out of his head yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome it's and really then it cool. ends open it, it, your third eye yeah, man. man it's just it's a very unsatisfying ending but at least it was creative and interesting because it's like 
what does that mean? What happened? I, you don't I, I want don't any know. answers. When you get answers, that's unsatisfying. It, it's going to be yeah. either, it's going to end two ways. It's going to end like basket case did. It's like yeah. person like killing themselves, killing themselves or jumping off a building or something like that. But uh, it, I appreciated this. It, it was, was open-ended. It was different. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you sound like a parent who their kid forced them to watch this movie. You're like, oh, it, it was, was weird. It, it was, was very <laughs> odd and different. It was very <laughs> creative. Yeah. It was, exactly. it was interesting. Thanks, mom. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where do they come up with these ideas? <laughs> yeah. Frank Hennelotter. He wrote these movies, right? Yeah, he did. These are like, and he was like the cameraman, and he... He edited Basket Case. Yeah, and Basket that. Case was really like a one-man band show for him. Like, he shot it over, like, weekends, over a very long period of time, and mm. just scrounging up the money to get it completed. Like, it's very difficult to make these kind of things. You'd never know it was shot over that uh, length of time for the consistency of the main guy's hair size. Or everybody's the wigs that they're wearing. <laughs> so are we moving on to Basket Case, Yeah, then? we are. <laughs> What's in the basket? So yeah, this so is the this second is one, movie. I've been like trying to rent this forever. It's always on. It's, <laughs> it's always, always out at the video store. It's, it's always on iTunes, but it's always you know four ninety nine. I'm like, I'm gonna wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get it for ninety nine cents? It's I'm Hall- staring it's, at the forty dollar Blu ray I have on my shelf. It's Halloween. This is the best time because iTunes always like knocks down these scary movies to ninety nine cents. <laughs> watch out, Colin. They're very uh, scary. But you can stockpile them. You know, you can just say rent and watch later. Oh. Rent and you've got a month. You do. So it yeah. doesn't like on iTunes, you don't just get like three days from the date no. of rental. It's no. 24, it's 48 hours from the time you hit play or mm. 30 days before you hit play. Oh, okay. So until you hit play. So I have, usually, has it ever happened where you're like, no, when you accidentally hit play? Uh, no. <laughs> you watch, but, well, you walk in and like April, April just playing it. You're like, no, what no, are you doing? I only, I, now I only have 48 I constantly hours. add movies that are 99 cents. So, mm. add, you know, add or uh, buy and rent and watch later yeah. is what I'm trying to say. But then you have And then many. I have 30, 30 days mm-hmm. and then I end up stockpiling these movies. And, and then in the this, last day, do you have to yeah. watch them all? It it's tells like this, you how many days are left. It's like this endless stress stressful month for me <laughs> as I count down the days I'm like oh shit I have like three movies to watch and I keep checking like ooh 15 days left and I will say that 99% of the times that I rent these 99 cent things mm-hmm. and do that I never end up watching that. Really? Yeah. Have you seen some where you're like, no, why yeah. didn't I watch that? Yeah, Brain Damage last year. Yeah. We, and we didn't watch it. I think Basket Case, too. I uh, think we rented that, too, and never watched yeah, it. Maybe. Did, did we? Uh, it's no, I okay. don't think so. Frank Lauder has giant like money bags with dollar signs on him. He's like, thanks, Colin. Thankfully, it's only 99 <laughs> cents, but it still just bugs me. It's like, yeah. God damn it. Well, also, like the 48 hours thing, like that one time you wa- like you had time left, and then you watched it late at night and fell asleep, and <laughs> yeah. then like forgot about it, and then Oh no, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Which movie was that? High Rise? I wasn't there. Uh, you just told me about it later. Yeah, it was High Rise. No, that was on Netflix, but I think you watched one. You finished it. Oh. And you're like, hey, oh, it was uh, The Love Witch. Oh, right, The Love Witch. Yeah. And then <laughs> next day it's on Shutter. Yeah. So they're always it getting always us with those. But the thing was, whenever something on iTunes goes for 99 cents mm-hmm. and it's not like a special, that means it's coming on Netflix. Oh, next, really? Next week, yeah. That's like, that's really got to get you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's 99 cents. That's nothing. Yeah. I know. I know. It comes still, to a little more with tax. As a person who is raised by like a frugal Scottish woman, Roger uh, Corman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been doing a lot of research on Roger Corman lately. And now you know Colin. 
<laughs> that movie Wait, was that your 90, Roger Corman voice. That was ninety nine cents. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you that was a lot of money. Uh, all right, I, I could have made three movies with that money. Yeah, yeah. and uh, none of them that you would have liked. Uh, my pal Will Sloan uh, made a sobering question he asked on Twitter. He's like, "Has Roger Corman made a single good movie since '91?" Which is the year that the Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman brain damage came out. Wait, and oh, the, the other brain damage. They, he, they did brain damage as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. They, oh, no. Sorry. Brain Dead, it was called. I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, that's why oh, Dead I Alive is called Dead Alive. Because oh, brain dead. because of and that. And what's crazy is, if you look at Roger Corman's filmography, yeah. since that year, he has not even made a cult film people like that he's mm. produced. That is insane. I feel like he's just gotten into those kind of Sharknado Type, yes. type things. But even before then, it was like movies for no one. When yeah. did that Fantastic Four movie uh, That was after, <laughs> not but that's come not out. one that people it don't It technically like. didn't come out, yes. right? Yeah, but exactly. I mean, I'd, I've never seen that, but I you want I want to watch it. I think it's Wait. on YouTube. Yeah, it is. Let me grab the steering wheel. How do we bring this back to brain? Uh, or sorry, basket case. <laughs> basket case. Uh, Roger Corman, not passionate about his film. Frank Hellenlotter, so passionate he can only make a few. Oh. Like brain damage. Uh, <laughs> sorry, basket case. Okay, this is a problem with uh, Frank Hellenlotter's early film. They both start with B. <laughs> and it's two words. And it's two words. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basket uh, case yeah, is basket about case. a young, mulleted man who comes to grimy New York City with a big old basket, a we'll, wicker basket. We'll talk about arm. his hair in a little <laughs> is that, bit. Is that your but, favorite thing? Uh, well, like, oh, very, wait, you keep curly. like hinting about his hair and I'm like, I don't know what else there'll be to say, Colin. Well, I mean, uh, uh, luscious locks. this opens again, like right in the action. It's like some doctor, I guess, running around his house and he's yeah. being stalked by something. And then you don't up, see it. You don't see it. Except for a meaty hand that comes up and rips his face. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I heard was like Frank Henlott. Anytime you see the hand mm-hmm. basket case, it's actually a Frank, uh, Frank Henlotter's hand <laughs> okay. in a glove. Uh, in a prosthetic, yeah. not his freakish hand. Not his actual hand. hand. Not his actual hand. <laughs> yeah. His big meaty, rotted, <laughs> yeah, s- that's right. clawed hands. But yeah, so it gets going with, uh, what's our main character's name? Uh, Mullet Man, Mr. Basket, <laughs> Basket, Dwayne. His name well, was. He I didn't know his name. New York. The actor, I, I believe it was Dwayne. It's like uh, Kevin von Henterich. Yes, and that's I'm, the main actor. I'm who plays convinced it. he's like German. He has some sort of accent. Like uh, he probably is. Did you say his last name's von something? Uh, von Henterich. Yes, yeah, that sounds yeah. related to Lars von Trier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds European. <laughs> Yeah, so he plays the main character who's going around New York, and it's unclear what he's doing at first. He has this thing in a basket. He's mm-hmm. talking to it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he loves picnics. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, Justin, is this some kind of picnic-based horror movie? Weird. He hasn't gone to a park yet. You think he's just kind of like a weirdo, and then he goes and checks into... Was it a motel? Yes. A motel? Yeah, it's like this the hotel. The grimiest hotel yeah. in New York. Now, the owner of the hotel, the guy who runs the front desk. Dennis France. Awesome. Yeah. No, he's he looks like Bob Hoskins. I think yeah, he looks yeah. a little more like Dennis France. I don't know. Fight well, it out, guys. Yeah. He might be my favorite character. Listeners, you watch. <laughs> I don't character. remember what he said, but he just had, he has gusto. No, guy. he says like, he goes, how long, you know, he goes, I want a room. And he says, well, how long for? Do you want it for like a couple hours, a couple of years? Tell me. Uh, yeah. April's like, I have a thing for, uh, I, what, what is it? Wife beaters is not the politically correct term. What, was what is it? Uh, you know, the white shirts. <laughs> so we just call them white oh, tank tops like now? Tank tops. Tank tops. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He wears this. I was thinking earlier, like, because he comes back multiple times. Yeah. He's always wearing the same outfit. But then I was like, well, it's just a white tank top. He looks he like, probably uh, just has 10 of them. He looks like Carl <laughs> yeah, from like Bart Simpson. <laughs> he looks yeah. like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes, that's exactly what he looks very, like. He's a very, very hairy neck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be a landlord in New York without a hairy neck. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this is where, like, I was talking about earlier about every door looks like it's been painted 16 times or 20 times, yeah. you know? I think this is a set, though. Like, the the hotel hallway and the indoors it of the hotel. It looks so real. And it's, like, peeling then, off. Yeah. Like, then we kind of saw the walls moving later when people are, like, banging on the Yeah, doors. April pointed that out, and I kind of looked. Uh, this one scene where he kind of runs out of his uh, door. Or mm-hmm. The girl gets thrown against the wall, and it kind of shakes like a set. But it looks so genuine. Yes. Very Just because gross. Uh, it looks like just almost like a hyper real um, Joe's apartment style uh, yeah. <laughs> set deck. Yeah. Just a, hot, a shout out to all you Joe's apartment fans. It's all, it's all two of you. <laughs> Wait, did you work on that movie? That feel like a movie that you would work on Joe's no, apartment no, I, with I, the CGI I, cockroaches. When it came out, it was a big deal. It was. Wait, like, who stars in that? Is it Jerry O'Connell? Oh, I can't remember. I think Ugh. so, but okay. I've never actually seen this. I don't even know what this weird movie's about. You cockroaches? Yeah, dancing yeah. cockroaches. You must have seen the trailer a million times when you were a kid because it was like Joe's so. apartment town. Cockroaches, very well done. That was. <laughs> That's right. It was a remake of Basket Case. <laughs> <laughs> So we find out that in this basket is um, Dwayne's brother, Belial, mm-hmm. who is this freakish looking monster this thing design. with black eyes. Okay, I have to jump in and say this is my favorite thing about mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, the design of him is so off-putting yeah. and just horrific what, and what, creepy. What is off-putting? Like the lumpiness it's, of it? If it was... Uh, His rocket powers? I think the first time you see him, the only time I saw him was on the actual cover mm-hmm. uh, or the iTunes like thumbnail. They make it more monstrous, that thing, but it's just how kind of benign and human-like his face the face is so creepy because it looks like someone in a mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of waiting for, you know, it to open its eyes and do all this sort of stuff, but it just has this very dead expression, and it, it's just it's very ma- realistic yeah, looking, and it looks... Like, yeah. And every time you see him, he goes... And then he hops out like a magnet out of that box. <laughs> it's, like. it's like the size of like a basketball, I guess. And then yeah. like arms and hands. Yeah, and the hands no have like missing fingers. It's it's creepy looking. It's really creepy looking. But when you see them as a kid, uh, because what we learn is that Belial was his Siamese brother that was growing out like a tumor out of his side and they got separated. Speaking of not politically correct. Uh, what, Siamese brother? Oh, it's, I, I think they prefer to be it's called like conjoined. 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 Okay. Twins. Yes, there you go. Um, but yeah, like... I actually appreciated that flashback of, you know, the origin story. Yeah, back when Bilal had beautiful blue eyes before yeah. he went yeah, to the dark weird. side. You know what, maybe like whatever makes your eyes blue, melanin maybe? No, that's skin. <laughs> okay. um, Are you it, trying to logically <laughs> figure out why his eyes would be yeah, black? it ran out after they were separated. Wait, wait, wait. So were you watching a movie, the movie and you're like, wait. How does Belial actually function? How many organs does he have? Because well, later you find out he has a, a penis. Yes, you do. <laughs> and April, every time he jumped out of his basket, would be like, how is he jumping out of that basket? I know, he, don't, he just like flies out of it. <laughs> Reverse. Yeah, I'm oh, trying yeah, to put too much He's got a spring under him. <laughs> yeah, in the uh-huh. basket. In the basket. He like pulls a lever. It's like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It's like a kind of like a heartbreaking flashback, but it's also really like gruesome because you find out that the dad wanted to kill it because it killed the mom during childbirth and then they murder the dad with the yeah. most um i guess complicated like <laughs> very complicated halfer that anyone has ever built well let's talk about the, the scene well it's like he the, the dad is talking to these uh, three doctors mm-hmm. i think one is a veterinarian or later becomes a veterinarian yes. mm-hmm. uh and he's like you know you're my, you're my last hope it's like all the hospitals say they won't do this operation and he just wants belial like dead mm-hmm. uh and so they're, they're like yeah we think we can do it 
and they, they grabbed the kid and then uh, I guess set up like a makeshift operating table on the uh, dining oh, yeah. room It is table. makeshift because they said, bring him to the operating room. And it's just, they put like a, sh- like a plastic sheet They're over the, uh, the, dining, the, the dining table. dining room. Yeah. I assume Frank Hellnotter's mother's home. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're filming what kind of movie in my dining room? <laughs> as long as it's not a porno. Mom, shut up. It's really gross. But yeah, so they do it and then they put Belial in a garbage bag outside. <laughs> put him on the, on the side of the street. I think that they say later because he was like, they thought they could kill him, but he wanted, he, he, he just kept being alive. So I think they thought he was dead. It's yes. not, they like, thought he was going to die, but then they say that they share no organs. It's yeah. just the connection is Well, that's only, a big thing that like um, uh, people that are like connected is often you can't separate them because they do share one organs. Is, one is yeah. going to die. Too dangerous. Yeah. But they specifically Shame say, yeah, they specifically right. say that they, they don't share them. So mm. it's probably very easy. I could probably separate them. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Yeah. So if you are conjoined with someone and you don't share any organs, come to Collins. Um, uh, I don't know. T- tweet at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surgery corner. <laughs> but yeah, so you find out that the reason you that can't lose your medical license. If, if you don't, you don't have one. one, if I can carve a turkey, I can carve a human being in half. He can cut the back out of a chicken. <laughs> he can't? Oh no, big reveal. He can. Is it like, oh, I was going to say like that Simpson episode where Homer is like reading the book. It's like dog surgery. You know? Yeah. Like, and then it cuts him, How like, hard could it be? Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like how to save money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Colin cuts the backs out of our turkeys. Well, okay. Our, our okay well, we roast chickens from time. Let me explain this. And then he finds them. He's like, Pew. I, go, I, go, I go to the butcher. I get a nice, you know, organic turkey. Yeah. No, chicken. Or chicken. Chicken. Get me that one. No. <laughs> and. <laughs> In order to cook the chicken faster, you do what's called spatchcocking, mm. which is you cut the spine out of the well, Let me just chicken. take some notes here. <laughs> and then you, sp- it's like butterflying. You pretty much, you cut the spine out. You just said another word that I have no idea what you it didn't means. You know butterfly? Butterfly. You butterfly take, take meat and then you basically cut it in half and then you go like that. Oh, Not fully okay. in half. It's yeah. again, so it cooks faster. So it makes a beautiful meat butterfly. Yeah. yeah. So every time I get these chickens, I end up like cutting and removing the spine. I feel like the predator every time. <laughs> So I add oh, to- that's why you have that display of spines <laughs> over your television. <laughs> the trophy wall. You have all the chickens. And, and that you- one is Bill Paxton's. And you can cook a chicken in 45 minutes, people. Probably yeah. less. Um, but so, yeah, this is, so this has been turkey talk. For all you talk. Americans, um, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving's coming up because ours already happened. Yeah, our bootleg <laughs> Thanksgiving that we put earlier than America. Oh, yeah, when's there? It's November, right? November or something. Ooh, I like it because one of my friends has Thanksgiving. Giving, we all get together. We watch a mystery science theater three thousand. Maybe one day I'll get invited to one of those. <laughs> <laughs> American Thanksgiving. It's got to be. That's got to be like a two week celebration. It's big. Uh, I don't know about two weeks. The American but they, Thanksgiving. They take it apparently more seriously than we do. I guess it's it's almost as big or bigger than Christmas. For <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. It's seriously. Get, but they don't like, do presents. Yeah. Right? You get. Yeah. You, you do. You get a turkey and you just open it up and then there's <laughs> presents inside. I mean, uh, as, as far as like uh, travel wise, people mm. traveling and yeah. As far as, I think, I don't know how much time People they get dress off. up to it's April like in days. turkey costumes. <laughs> then the turkey comes down the chimney. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. And then you got to shoot it and you rip its spine <laughs> out. It's called the turkey shoot. I mean, <laughs> that's right. It's like that yeah, movie. The turkey shoot is where you reach up <laughs> in the turkey to take the presents out. Uh, um, okay, so what I was trying to say 10 minutes ago is um, you find out Spatch because of after the flashback <laughs> Butterfly. that um, uh, Dwayne, he came to New York with his brother to find the doctors that separated them to yeah. get revenge. 
um, because they don't want to be separated. They liked living together, right? And they because ha- they have psychic powers, I guess. Um, and they do do that, but then tragedy strikes when well i should say mention my <laughs> favorite <laughs> april like looks across us she's like how what happened Wait, i'm looking at her going what tragedy well, what yeah. happens after he gets the second doctor i think he oh kills he kills three, he kills the, three the, doctors the, the, the yeah. girl the girl yeah. dies yeah because he ends up falling for some girl which is like the receptionist yeah which is uh, you know i want colin to talk about it so i'll say it's my favorite thing the wigs in this movie yeah because they are massive his hair gets so comically big in yes. some scenes. I mean, and the woman's hair. It oh looks like the hair is trying to eat her. You're like, is <laughs> yeah. that the monster it's, from Basket Case? It's like straight at the top and the bottom it's super curly. So you could tell like the wig. like It makes her look like a linebacker. Because yeah. it's yeah. like her shoulders look yeah. huge. It's so wide. It, yeah. goes out, it kind of like spreads out so wide from the top of her head. And just like brain damage, the women in these movies like love the protagonist the instant they see them. For they're yeah. like, no I want to sleep with you. What did she see in this man? <laughs> I don't know. That sweet curly mullet. He's a creepy guy carrying around a basket. He's carrying around a gigantic basket. Awesome. He looks like a weirdo. And then within 10 seconds, she's like, she's like, I'm going to take you to see the sights. She says, I get off at seven. Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> Number. And April was like, oh, women do not talk like that. <laughs> well, I, that's a script issue. But uh, <laughs> I also said that I think everybody in this movie, other than the main character, were probably like theater actors because they're very, very big and loud. And uh, I liked that. It that's was very it, it generous was, of yeah, you, April. You were very generous to, to <laughs> say that these Maybe people Maybe local acted dinner theater? I don't know. I don't know. I would local say they... Dinner. Off, off, off Broadway. They probably worked at dinner theaters as like waiters, <laughs> waitresses. And he was giving them all a shot. But I mean, we mentioned earlier that this was shot over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder, like, you know, were these just friends of Frank Henenlotter? Yeah, probably just usually, personalities he knew that he could put in the movie. Yeah, exactly. They don't seem to get better by the end of the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> is that how acting usually works? That by the end, you're like, ah, they finally <laughs> grabbed control. <laughs> they because they shoot films chronologically. <laughs> yeah. Colin's like, oh, these movies are shot in real time, right? They just put the cameras down, they let it go. <laughs> on the weekends over the year they're studying it like with like what's his name Lee Strasberg, <laughs> Lee Strasberg. <laughs> April's like I thought they would have gotten better with all that training that they got he's so method at the end <laughs> yeah. yeah he's running naked through the streets of New York oh yeah Jeez. yeah that was weird um, what's your favorite part April well I kind of said it before I think Tragedy. I'm gonna go with the flashback because even though it was gross and off-putting I appreciated the the backstory the narrative clarity <laughs> yeah um, and I found found out later that there's been two sequels to yes. this movie. Basket Case 2 where they go to a house of freaks and Basket Case 3 which uh, Belial and his wife have to save their son from like a, I think it's like a crazy corrupt uh, policeman. Wait. At one point Belial gets into a parody of the um, aliens kind of powerlifting fight. Oh what? Yes. So he meets a, a woman at this house in the second one and yeah, they birth like another, a child. Like, a woman Belial. Hmm. Like, so yeah. they look the same? It's like a kind, kind of, of yeah, yeah. They're oh all like God. freakish, like, ah. Have you ever seen the movie Freaked? Uh, no. No. With, wait, with, uh, what's his Alex name Winters. Yeah, because okay. yeah, he directed it. Right. It, they kind of look like that, because they're like very like deformed ah, and crazy okay. looking. Like there's like one called like Moon Man, he has like a giant moon face. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy, he's like from the Mac Tonight commercials. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> 
um, what, uh, who is it's it? It's Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones, yeah. Have you seen that eBay ad that, that went up? That was Doug Jones? Yeah, that was Doug Jones. I think it was his oh first job. Yeah. Then if people look online, search Mac Tonight eBay, they were selling his, um, like his, uh, the, the mask. And what's horrifying about it is that Mac Tonight always wore sunglasses. And for some reason, they painted real eyes underneath. And they look like, it looks like, like a serial killer. It's horrifying. Like a murderer. This could be like the new Freddy Krueger. Right? <laughs> yeah, the funny America. thing is like, who isn't Doug Jones? Like, uh, Joe Camel. Every movie. Oh, well, that's the It's like every movie Doug Jones is in. He kind of pops up. Yeah, we he's saw Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus recently. Pocus. That's he's right. in like, that. Oh, Do you think that uh, they could bring Joe Camel back? Like if he was like cooler? Joe, Joe yeah, man. Joe they're, well, they're gonna ban vaping. <laughs> and Joe Camel's like, "Hey, put that vape down, man. How about you have something that's a little bit more smooth and natural?" Like Wait, what, yes. what did Joe Camel sound like? Uh, I, I assume know. he sounds like a cool guy. I, I guess sounds like a guy that's like jumping my van. No, you sound you sound like Chester Cheeto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Joe Camel. Man, there were so you don't know who Joe Camel is? No, I know who he is, but I don't think I've ever heard him talk. I can't no, remember. No, yeah, because he was in a lot like of ads, print ads. Right? Yeah, and it was a yeah. thing that like they wanted kids <laughs> to smoke cigarettes. Oh yeah, so they did a mascot. You think it's the same thing with like Fido Dido and oh, um, who are the other cool? Uh, Jacko, Jacko from the Ener- Energizer commercials. Jacko, I don't know who that is. He was like uh, he was like an Australian rugby player from the eighties, <laughs> and he had like blonde, spiky hair. And he goes, "The new Energizer, it's gonna surprise you." Wow! And then, and then he would go, with the bunny. "Boy, it's weird that Chester Cheetah is like 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 a weird like, hey man, you want some heroin? Yeah. Have some Cheetos? How about a couple jazz cigarettes?" <laughs> Did he ever get like his own uh, reefer madness? He should have. He should have got like his own cartoon. Chester Chester Cheeto. Cartoon? He ever got his own cartoon? Yeah, it was Chester Cheeto, um, Blue Knights. He probably <laughs> had like a, he probably had a video game. Oh, he guaranteed everything. Oh, yeah. everything it would, had it would a video like game. be a CD-ROM attached to like a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> mm. I had that. Um, they released the um, the Burger King one where you're the king and you have to like give people burgers. Oh my god! It was like really hard. It was an Xbox and game. You bite oh, into god. a burger and you're like, ow! Oh, it's a CD-ROM. <laughs> yeah, it was in yeah. my burger. <laughs> I mean, there was a spot game. Was it cool, the Seven Up cool spot? spot. Oh, cool yeah. spot. I played that growing up, and I really liked it. Even though, I mean, it's just a stupid and platformer. You're like, <laughs> you're like, man, I need yeah. some Seven Up. I know. For some it reason. really does make you want Seven Up. Really? Yeah, because the cool spot also had sunglasses, right? Yeah, and it had shoes, like big, big white shoes. Do you, do you think that, like Chester Cheeto, if you like saw his eyes, or like fucking bloodshot? Yeah, they'd be like, bloodshot from all the the heroin and like. <laughs> yeah. He's up all night yeah. like at the jazz Danger. club. I can't sleep, man. I hate the Cheetos. <laughs> he's calling up like Charlie Parker. Yeah. Hey, bird. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's you dead. Want, you want to play some tunes? He's like, the fucking Cheetos, man. I can't die. You think I was always orange? That's <laughs> because I got the Cheetos in my blood. Aww. He did it as a joke once. He's like, crush the Cheetos, man. Put them in the syringe. <laughs> he did it as a joke, but now he can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> bird, he's still alive. <laughs> hey, Bird. Chester Cheeto still roams the streets of Toronto. Killed Charlie Parker. Fix. I don't remember, but I feel like at one point, 
Chester Cheeto came up on a previous podcast of ours. I think so. I think the Trix <laughs> Rabbit old did. one. Speaking of addiction and oh, brain yeah. damage. Tricks. <laughs> who He did finally get his tricks in an episode where like kids could vote if he got it or not, and they voted... That he didn't get it? No, that they wanted him to get it, because oh. they were so like, why can't the rabbit have tricks? That's and then all he, he wants. And then he died of an overdose. He's diabetic. <laughs> so. He went into a diabetic coma. Yeah, that's right. Very sad end of tricks. So, brain damage. Um, uh, basket case. Basket case. Basket Colin, great movie. Did you say what you liked about basket Yeah, I did. did. Everybody said guy. something. Okay, great. So, um, I'm going to say I, I liked brain damage a lot better than basket case. I'm not saying basket case was bad, <laughs> but uh, they're both Different kind of... textures. The yeah, is, they like, are. Like, this isn't a hilariously bad movie, either no. of them, but... I can see like your average moviegoer being like, "This is really kind of cheesy and weird," well, but it's it's. In- I found them both enjoyable. Yeah, very watchable. I think if yeah. Brain Damage, its aesthetics are so eighties. Basket mm-hmm. Case, even though it came out in the early eighties, feel very seventies. Well, I, yeah. it was funny because when he goes to the doctor uh, mm-hmm. at the very beginning, there was a sticker next to the receptionist that said uh, "U.S. Olympics, nineteen eighty. Yeah. So I think it was maybe yeah, we're in, like, in the early eighties. Right. Maybe it took a few years. Seventy nine. Yeah, or at least yeah. that, or that sticker was left over. I guess, mm-hmm. Because there's lots of bell bottoms. And how was it back then? Back in '79. <laughs> <Colin>? <laughs> uh, I saw you. Basket Case back in the cinema <laughs> when it used to be called Chester Cheetos Revenge. <laughs> Times Square before it was Disneyfied. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, wait, who puts out Cheetos? We will oh, make a Chester geez. Cheeto movie. You just give us the money to do it. Uh, yeah, sure. Hostess, the, I think. Like like they did with the banana splits. They want to do like a dark, gritty version of like the Chester Cheeto. People, been, Where's the banana splits movie? I, people have been tweeting about Love it, it all day. Because what the fuck been, is banana splits? Well, I was tweeting about that Nicolas Cage yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys didn't see it. Uh, I posted. Oh, no, you're, you're not on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's directed by... Um, a uh, Canadian director, a woman, uh, she did level 13, level 16. Okay. And it's, I believe it was a sci-fi movie because uh, they shot in South Africa and it's all South African actors trying to do English accents. So where can you watch it? I feel like it's... Uh, it came out on Blu-ray. That's what, I own the Blu-ray. Oh, okay, it must okay. be on iTunes. Like if it's, it's it probably available on all platforms. It's I'm, really fun. I, it's like I saw the trailer. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I saw the trailer. So it was yeah. kind of like a Five Nights what at Freddy's type thing. What does this have to do with like, Banana Splits? Well, you, you know the Banana Splits were, I think they were a 70s Hanna-Barbera character and they I, have like a famous theme song like, da, na, na, no, na, I don't. Na, I don't even na, know what this thing is. Na, <laughs> two banana, three banana. Oh. Yeah, and it's about like, um, in this movie, they're like real live like performers, like a kid's show. And mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, kids go to see one of their shows, and then they're robots that go evil and start murdering them. There's a lot of crazy practical yeah, effects. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's super it's, fun. It's like, uh, yeah, everyone's comparing it to like Five Nights at Freddy's, which yes. is like a, a video game where it's like you go to like a Chuck E. Cheese mm-hmm. type place. And I like thought the, I heard that they were making that into a movie. They, they've are? been trying for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, but then this Nicolas Cage movie is coming out. Wally's World or something like that. It's like <laughs> Wally's Wonderland. Which is weird because, like, isn't Wally World the name in Vacation? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's Wally's Wonderland, and then it's like, you know, it j- they just show the premise, and it's like Nicolas Cage is a janitor who battles animatronic, like, creatures that turn evil. I don't know. You guys watch Banana Split movie. It does it really well. It's like, yeah. I don't need to see Nicolas Cage do that as well. Like, hey, but whatever, man. I, I, I compared it to uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Yes, that's right. So. That's a fun one. <laughs> You've seen that? Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't? No. I remember when that came on TV as a kid. Were you excited? Yes. You're like, I got the first issue of Kiss that they put their blood in. Yeah, remember that? Just, yeah, they put it in the ink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't know about that? Yeah. Like, I only like, know. Them, like, taking the blood and, like, 
mixing it into the ink of the comic book. It, it wasn't a whole lot. It was just the red ink or something yeah. like that. That's uh, not sanitary. Yeah, I know. Well, don't all those, lick it. All those kids that diseases. like read that comic now have like STDs. <laughs> yes. So That's many right. STDs. Oh, Gene Simmons. Gross. Would you do Kiss Meets the Phantom Park if April's never seen it? No, no, thank you. It is being, not good. I remember being very boring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this led me to believe, uh, led me to say, led me to believe that I should direct a, um, if you want to do more dark Hanna-Barbera, the Banana Splits meets the Drac Pack. Oh, yeah, or, the Drac um, Pack. Uh, Hanna-Barbera made their own Scooby-Doo ripoff. Oh, what was it called? Skeeby-D? No, it was like Goofy <laughs> Goobler or something like that. <laughs> But the gimmick was it was all the same characters, even though the dog was like, like he was blue. Oh, they just changed the color. Yeah, but the gimmick was that everybody thought that the um, threat was human and uh-huh. was always a monster by the end. So it was like the reverse oh, of Scooby Doo. Yeah. Well, that sounds great to me. They're always ripping off other. <laughs> no, they're ripping off themselves. Did they do like oh, wacky oh, races right. as well? Uh, uh, yeah, they Barbera? did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, didn't you visit Wonderland in the 90s when it was owned by Hanna-Barbera and you could meet... What? I did. did you know about that? I did. Um, I think I saw Fred Flintstone walking around. Yeah. Oh. That's why, like, now the Top Gun ride is, like, flight simulators because they lost <laughs> the rights to all the Paramount movies. That's right, because it became Paramount. We're talking, uh, about, then, we're talking about Canada's Wonderland. Canada's people, Wonderland. A place in Ontario. Yeah, it's like it's like the Canadian Disneyland. It's mm-hmm. not really the Disneyland because it's, it's more Disneyland. like... No, that's it's, why I'm it's, saying it's the Canadian it's more, Disneyland. Well, it's more like roller coaster and ride centered mm. um but apparently i went when i was like uh five or six and they had a star trek thing and i and there's a picture of me with a klingon yeah that, klingons would walk around yeah the that my dad brought this paramount up movie. well paramount, and i completely paramount, forgot about it paramount bought it afterwards like maybe like oh it, wait did heine barbera own it before I thought well, it, was, it was canada's like, wonderland and then maybe 10 years later it became paramount canada's, canada's wonderland, wonderland. so yes. then they started introducing like star trek and like klingons <laughs> paramount own like snagglepuss all the, your favorite hannah barbera the, characters. the last time i went to canada's wonderland i saw a morrissey concert <laughs> Morrissey, he's Morrissey, bad. yeah. Beautiful um, voice. This was like 1990 or 91 or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, that was the last time you went to Canada's Wonderland? Yeah. What? Hey, it's it's not for people who don't like roller coasters. Yeah, actually, I'm old now. Last time I went, I got so sick going on the roller coasters as a child. I loved roller coasters. I, I, and you don't go to Wonderland? There's If you haven't been since 91, they've installed like five new roller coasters. Can't be bothered. <laughs> I do Can't not like roller coasters oh, at why. all. But uh, you know, you could go. Yeah, go want. during this time because <laughs> it's open at night, so you get to ride the roller coasters at night. What's don't the uh, Halloween thing that they do at Canada's? Screamers. I don't like that. I'm too scared. Yeah, they just like chase people with axes. Yeah, yeah. Is no, it like a haunted house thing? No, they just build a bunch of like haunted house kind of things that you can yeah. walk through. And the gimmick is that you can go on roller coasters and the rides at night. Like they're all lit up and stuff like that. Right. So, and then oh. you realize that like the operate the operator is like a ghost. So if you like roller coasters, have you been on any in the last two decades? Nope. <laughs> so well, maybe you don't like time. them anymore. It's just, I like them, but I don't go out of my way to be on them. <laughs> so if you came into your home one day and a roller coaster w- was built, sure. you'd be like, I'd ride it. Totally. <laughs> okay. Hey, if they opened a roller coaster around the corner for me, I'd go to it like all the time. Yeah, I guess uh, Wonderland is 45 go minutes Wonderland. away. Wonderland. It's not in Toronto. I'd it's take outside a bus of Toronto. I think it's Wonderland. probably more different than you remember in 91, which was 30 years ago. <laughs> Who cares? Where is it? Barry? No, no, no. No. I thought it was it's in... It's a bus. If you can go to TTC stop, yeah. and, uh, I hope the listeners are enjoying it. 
us talking about how far Wonderland is. First of all, I don't ride the TTC. Second of all, <laughs> so now you know he can't. Second of all, I ain't getting on doesn't, no bus. Wait, do you walk to work? Yes. Okay. He doesn't drive. But someday, Wait, you don't maybe drive? we'll go to Canada's no. Wonderland. I guess you take lifts and Uber, right? If you have to get All the somewhere. time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This has been t- scintillating talk about. Uh, here we go. So you've learned <laughs> how, how, how Colin gets around. Well, first of all, you've learned how to spatchcock a chicken. Uh, <laughs> this is like Colin's Butterfly. Skills. Yeah. Okay. So where can they get? Um, I, I'm asking this question to April. Well, Brain Damage is streaming right now on Shudder, although I'm pretty sure the Canadian Shudder and the American Shudder are different because sometimes people. American yeah. people it's seem a, to tweet about things that we don't have. It's on oh iTunes, yeah, it's on though. iTunes as well. But it's like streaming right now. And Basket Case, we rented off iTunes for yeah, 99 cents. Yep. 99 and cents. they've both been released on Blu-ray by Arrow Films and big old special editions as well. Yeah, like pick nice up restorations. Media. Yep, yeah, they Tons look really special nice. Features. Yeah, I would definitely check both of them out if you want to see for kind sure, of like yeah. a simple like body horror movie with some great gore effects. And it's it's not like legitimately scary. It's, it's more like a fun um, horror. Yeah, but they're, there's some really gross, creepy. gross creepy scenes. Creepy and gross. Yeah. And on that note, simple movies that are not really scary, but uh, <laughs> impossible horror is streaming. <laughs> yeah, don't be like that one guy and stop watching after 20 minutes. Watch the whole thing, because yeah. I'm in it, and you want to see me, right? Yeah, Impossible Horror, a film I wrote and directed that uh, April is in and helped a lot out with, and that Colin did visual effects that you wouldn't even know they're visual effects because oh, they're so, so well done. Oh, and they're fighting that big, like, monster, like, yeah. big rock monster at the, the big end. Rock mo- the big bee that they fight was a oh, flamethrower. So awesome. So it was like, I, I wanted to cut it out. I'm like, it's too good. No, I wanted to, like, bring it back to, like, the devil from Spawn. It's like, <laughs> it's like that was the high watermark. Yeah, we had done it with a puppet. You were like, oh, no, let's CGI. I was like, it. no, man, CGI. Well, Justin also is in the movie briefly. Briefly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, and I wrote and directed it. So <laughs> we want to see him on screen. 75 quick minutes. If you have Amazon Prime in the US and the UK, check it out and give it a review because it actually makes a difference because I think a bunch of people gave it four and five, but one guy giving it one star Brings sank it. Down. Yeah. And he didn't even finish watching it. Though. No, he, watched, he said he watched half an hour hmm. and he, he sounded like Homer Simpson in the review because he's like, I can't wait for what it is coming. I don't need to wait for it. He's <laughs> yeah. like, sorry, Matlock's coming on. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I don't it, know. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Well, you never know. He might like, you know, watch the rest of it and update his review. Updates review to a half star. He's like, "Wow, I did not know that there was going to be martial arts fights in this." <laughs> because that's not a joke. There is, yeah, um, so but check it's, it out. It's, it's like all those people who watch one cut of the dead and stopped it after twenty minutes. Oh it's yeah, like, oh, was there you missed the best part. Uh, um, I'm not sure if Shutter be. does. Does Shutter have reviews? Yes, yeah, they do. If you scroll down, <laughs> you have to the go to the website. Oh, we only I've only been on Apple TV. It's uh, a great movie. By the yeah, way. so oh, one cut of the dead is amazing. It's so good. I know better than Impossible Horror. So watch both of them. That was one of those movies that. Before the 30 minute mark Yeah but you don't know But you don't know But I don't want to give anything away I don't want to say anything But before that I was like Why the hell does everybody like this That's what everybody says When they see it (laughs) Yeah Yeah. And once the penny drops It's amazing It's fantastic Yeah and that uh, Streaming on Shudder right now Mm. Shudder sponsor us Yeah Shudder Pick up Impossible Horror Come on man Even though we slammed $10 Even though we we slammed Creepshow A Shudder original Wait when did we slam Creepshow It was in one of the Patreon episodes You know what It hasn't It hasn't hasn't come out yet Um, So I might as well Promote that now (laughs) What's our next Patreon episode If you want to join the Patreon Every two weeks you get a little mini episode and uh 
uh, next week we did a little episode on body bags, which is on Shutter right now. Oh my god! But we also talked a lot about other horror anthology movies. We talked about Creep Show. We talked about the the Creep Show movies and uh, just about a little things in general. Coming out only uh, five dollars a month, and if you want to email us, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. or you can tweet at us, uh, follow us on Twitter at no such thing pod, and my personal Twitter is at April Atmansky. And my personal Twitter, as opposed to my business Twitter, is <laughs> Declu J D E C L O U X letter J. Also, uh, you can follow me on Letterbox, just Justin the Clue. You can also follow me on Important Cinema Club, a podcast I do every week. I also have another podcast. If you're like, what movies are coming out How many this week? Podcast you have three. He's a professional Christ. podcast. Yeah, man, that's oh, how God. I pay the rent. So uh, you listen to Bay Street Video Podcast. It's actually really fun. Uh, with me and the guy who runs an actual physical store where you can rent and buy movies. Blockbuster. Uh, yeah, Blockbuster. Mark <laughs> Hansen. Talk about the movies that come out every week. And this is half of the movies that he sends me I have never heard of. Really? Like new movies. I just don't know them. A lot of them are like festival films. Oh, okay. Lots of Gerard Depardieu films come out on Blu-ray. <laughs> like ones, ones from the 80s and the 90s. Like he was box office champ back then. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. And you will be so, like, he'll be like, there's an underworld ripoff starring Lindsay Lohan. And oh I was my, like, what? Oh my God, what? <laughs> he was like, she appears mostly in front of green screen. That's right. And she's talking on the phone. Yes. We saw the trailer for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to know all the new movies coming out impress your friends listen to the bay street video podcast and released what, weekly hear what justin thought about my father the hero starring gerard depardieu <laughs> <laughs> no we talked about because we were like what was the big gerard depardieu film and mark hansen my co-host reminded me of bogus the uh, movie where gerard depardieu bogus. is an imaginary friend directed by norman jewison yes directed oh, by norman jewison canadian icon I saw, I saw bogus in theaters. the hurricane himself and what about green card with andy mcdowell yes i have never seen those that was the part of the Gerard Depardieu naissance I don't think that I'm I, unfamiliar with. I want to say I've never seen a Gerard Depardieu movie. That is untrue. Have you not seen Babylon AD, the Vin Diesel film? Uh, I have, and I do not remember him. Yeah, in he it. appears in so one scene. <laughs> what other movies is he in? Uh, the Man in the Iron Mask, I believe he's in. Oh, I, I keep it. trying to get Colin to watch that. <laughs> I, I, like, I love that movie. He's like a French Devin Sawa. I've never seen one. Of, I've never seen any of his movies. I Devin Sawa wish he was Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I don't know. I think he got uh, expedited from America, so yeah, I don't think did. Devin Zawa wants that. Yeah. All right. Where can people follow you, Colin? Uh, just on Twitter, uh, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. <laughs> and what other podcasts and or books and or movies would you like to sell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Because you're pure. You don't sell out. Well, once again, if, too you, lazy to if, do anything. if you are listening to this on November 1st, 2019 <laughs> and you are in the Toronto area <laughs> these are very specific <laughs> things come, and come it's before what time does it start I think it's 8 o'clock yeah 8 it's before, maybe 730 it's before this is this will come hey maybe I'll drop this early so people have more time to plan mm. do travel plans come see parole violators at the Royal Cinema on College Street in Toronto it's Justin's birthday uh, you may have seen it covered on a old best of the worst that yeah, yeah I, they did it. I, I brought it down for red we, letter media. yeah but yeah so we watched it um how, how did you get that DVD? It okay. came with something else? No, here's what happened. <laughs> I was looking for Samurai Cop. This is when uh, uh, RLM reviewed it. And then I think I bought Samurai Cop and then it was like, 
you might also like people this. who bought it yeah. also like this and parole violator and then the cover looked really cool so i looked up the trailer and the trailer was amazing mm-hmm. the so trailer I, is amazing it's so good but and it doesn't is? it undersells the movie no it's great yeah so i bought it and then it just sort of sat on my shelf for mm. years how could you turn down that cover of the guy that's shirtless was shocking <laughs> over the, his shoulder it was background. one of those like uh, dvd cases that's you know like three millimeters thin oh it's not it even, was like, a, a thin proper, one it was a thin one and then it just sat on my shelf for years and then april was over and you're like hey let's watch we, a movie we watched, <laughs> let's watch this hunky beefcake I, I think movie. we watched some other movies first and so this was like the second or third in the night and we just absolutely loved it we're just dying laughing i yeah, loved we, it so much and it, i still love that i movie. should point out the dvd is also out of sync in the last like third Oh, minutes and the version we'll be showing is in sync oh, it has been right. picked the special edition yeah, the director's right. cut <laughs> in the the movie's amazing because it has like a like an endless action climax at the end <laughs> yeah. of the main guy who we've spoken of them before because yeah. we did an episode on they call me macho woman which he yeah. also directed same That's director right. and uh, the, the star the star is, tiny is man is or whatever too. his yeah, name he is plays Donna, donahue or yeah donahue. i think it's it's sean donahue and sean. patrick donahue and he right. plays a guy in this movie called miles long <laughs> as rich and said inches tall <laughs> yeah also not a point is very tiny <laughs> anyway come check that out if you are if you hit all of those boxes that yeah, people right. said and if not maybe just watch pearl violators because it's a great movie and have i hope you had a happy halloween oh! uh, <laughs> i'm april Deadmansky. i'm uh <laughs> justin deboo <laughs> i'm Killing Cunningham. Oh, come on. Give it a little bit more juice than that. And I'm killing Cunningham. <laughs> and there's no such thing as a bad movie or a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Crypt Keeper was here the whole time. Trust your mic. Oh God, I have three cankers in my mouth right now. Talking is going to be hard. Trusting my mic. I'm just very susceptible to cankers. I used to be for a while too, and then not anymore. Uh, it's because so you wear yourself down. And Somebody, yeah, it's not enough sleep. Not uh, enough I sleep. get tons of sleep. No, it's because I drank this really, really strong, like vinegary wine. Oh, and I drank it out of the bottle, and it out of the bottle. On my, <laughs> what was going, out of a paper bag, and then you saw like an alien, and you were like, "Ooh!" And you poured it out. It's like the, the details. <laughs> details are not important. Yeah. <laughs> I think the details are the most important part of the story. Testing, I don't know. Testing. This story is all Someone details. Told me to put salt on canker sores, and it hurts. Yeah, I used to do that growing up, but I I don't think that don't that think actually fixes it. Yeah, that's like an old wives' tale. Nothing yeah, fixes it's it. Like, it's like the flu, right? Just you just ride it out. Not yeah, much yeah you of which do. I got to get a flu shot. If they have, them. are you susceptible? They're out. To the flu? Uh, no, but I got only a really bad drinks, one last year. Only when she drinks really dark wine out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like, where you, wait, okay. So the out of the bottle detail makes you think that you're okay. like rubbing it around your mouth. Here's what <laughs> happened. We had this wine that Colin didn't like. So I had half of it at mm-hmm. one night and then the next night we were out. <laughs> out of and the bottle. we came home and I wanted to listen to this sinkable commentary where the, the people doing it the we hate movies people were drinking as they were doing it so i was like i want to join in so that's why <laughs> I'm i was part of this it. podcast too. she sat downstairs in her like and i was office. like i don't want to dirty a glass so i'll just drink out of the bottle that is an insane that's story <laughs> there's so many oh, i'm glad we're recording because uh, 
that like <laughs> so, number one that you're like I'm part of the group of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Did well, you send them like a three thousand word letter after that? <laughs> no. I don't want to dirty a glass, so I'll risk dirtying the couch by spilling this all over my face. I didn't spill it, and plus it's a red couch. Buddy. I don't want to dirty the glass. Is the laziest <laughs> excuse not to do anything. That's what hobos say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to dirty a glass. <laughs> And that's why she has canker sores. (laughs)